Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style, brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hi, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. Today is part two of my conversation with Brian Cohen of The Gate. Brian is a very special guest on the show that I've known for many years and has been an avid traveler visiting over 50 countries on six continents, as well as all 50 of the United States. He also writes for Travel Zork, and I will put some links in the show notes. He also has his own blog, which is called The Gate, which you should definitely visit. So today we are going to start off with discussing travel community. I know that, you know, I have a, I've had a lot recently to say about building your casino and travel network. I know Brian has a lot to say about that, including us becoming friends and and how how he's developed his own travel community. So, I think it's probably best that I let Brian tell a little bit of the story of how travel and travel community has impacted his life. So, Brian, hello, welcome back. How are you doing today? And let's just jump into it. <laughs> I'm doing very well. And I got some some thoughts uh, based on what you just said in terms of how the travel community has really, really, really helped me in, in ways that I never even would have expected. When I joined Flyer Talk in December of 2002, again, I was very hesitant about it. I was just thinking about posting there, just letting out my frustration against uh, Delta Airlines and then just disappearing off into the night. And uh, that's one of the reasons why you and I have chosen pseudonyms on Flyer Talk. We didn't want people to know who we really are. I didn't want Delta to know who I was. And I, boy, did that ever change. <laughs> Not only does Delta know who I am, uh, it's, uh, I, I can get into a whole thing about that. But the way the travel community, and I'm not just talking about flyer talk, I'm talking about all the, the, the community as a whole of frequent flyers, is it has opened up a lot of opportunities that I never even would have considered or never even thought about. For example, this is something you don't even know. When I was at a gathering of Flyer Talk members in El Paso in 2006, it was February of 2006, I believe it was, there was a Flyer Talk member named Cholula, and I know you know who he is. Absolutely. He we were in a Marriott in the concierge level at the Marriott in the lounge, and he, we were talking about uh, my future, and he recommended that I go for my master's degree. So I did. I got my MBA. That was because of Flyer Talk. That was because of his suggestion. That's something I never would have considered had I not joined the frequent flyer community. And then, of course, as I said, Delta knows who I am. I organized or co-organized with another very special Flyer Talk member, two Delta Airlines Flyer Talk events that included everything from being in the flight simulators to actually checking in passengers at the airport to um, doing flight attendant training, to meeting all the, the executives in a five-hour session, to uh, you, you just name it. I mean, we, we, we did just about everything. It was, it was amazing. Four days, and people just had what they called memories of a lifetime. And uh, there was another time when um, I visited a Flyer Talk member in the Alsace region of France where he lived. And that, and that, that's he. I slept over at his house. That was really nice of him. But I had mentioned to him one day I wanted to go to Liechtenstein, which is a little double, one of the two, only two landlocked, double landlocked countries in the world. 
and I wanted to visit it, but there's no, they don't have an airport. You can't really go there by train. You could, but it's not that easy. He offered to loan me his car. So while he was working uh, for the day, I drove through Switzerland to get to Liechtenstein, spent the day there, got a lot of pictures, even wrote some articles at the gate and returned the car to him. I mean, these are things that I would not be able to experience had I not joined the frequent flyer community. It has paid off in dividends, and I also try to pay it forward as well. I've given people certificates worth $100 each to stay at a hotel and without expecting anything in return. It's an amazing, amazing community, and I'm hoping that perhaps the gambling community is similarly um, as close and as tight-knit. It's it's interesting, and I've, I have a lot of parallels in the in the gambling community. A number of friends I've made from from message boards similar to Flyer Talk. Actually, one of them, Catherine, is going to be speaking at Zorkfest, and I consider her one of my closest gambling friends. And of course, you're going to be at Zorkfest too. And I'm hoping people will definitely introduce themselves and meet you there because that's going to be a fun little. My world's colliding of the casino and travel loyalty. But, uh, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think the, the, the best point, you know, most of the time is that these, you know, making these connections and having the community is what really helps you to, to thrive with this hobby and with this interest. And I think that's probably, true with almost any interest but what's so interesting about travel is that you have people all over the world and you wind up in different places and that's sort of that's that's sort of nifty and i think it's that meeting of the online personalities and the actual personalities so i find that sort of neat i'm very i remember the delta events you did i don't remember exactly where i where i was in the flyer talk world at that point but when you mention things like meeting with the airline executives and talking to executives and talking to the airlines, do you find after all of these years, because I know what my opinion is, that it's sort of, it started to wear, it's sort of started to wear you out a little bit that the airlines really aren't listening or that you feel it doesn't make that much of an impact? Or do you think it, it still does make an impact when average ordinary flyers and also, you know, some high value customers also do meet with some of the executives in the airline. Do you think that the, it, it really still is impactful or am I just starting to become old and negative? It really depends on who you talk to. And that can actually be a whole separate podcast right there. There were times where I would be at an airline or a hotel event or something, and sometimes they'll embrace and sometimes they will literally roll their eyes, oh, flyer talk or whatever the travel community is. So it really depends on, on, on which company and who you are talking to at that particular company. Uh, taking Delta Airlines as an example, during the, during the times when we were doing the Delta Airlines flyer talk events, everybody was really into doing it. Today, not so much. We had thought about doing a third one, but uh, they, 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 they basically declined interest. So we're, we're not going to we're not going to pursue that. But it, it just depends on who is at the company at the time and uh, and what their interests are and all that. And there's also a number of other factors. The consolidation of airlines we're now down to basically four or five major airlines in the United States. That's about half of what it used to be. So there's a lot of factors that play into that. And it's not a one size fits all kind of an answer that I can give to that question. Yeah, no, I guess you're right about that. I mean, I think that uh, sometimes what one of the one of my uh, 
pet items that I always am thinking about is like irrational behavior with regard to travel companies and especially airlines. And in some ways, because especially when I was flying back and forth between Amsterdam and the States for three years, so often on Delta, and I just, I became more and more of a fan of Delta. And sometimes I think that's almost sort of irrational. And I know we've probably had those moments in a communities, which are sort of strange where people don't ever want to say a bad thing about Delta or never critical about it or and I and I run into that now I'm sort of in very deep into the British Airways world and I sometimes find myself irrationally justifying things with regard to British Airways and I'm like why do we do that and I and I also often try to figure is there a parallel that people do this with other things in other hobbies or is it just something strange with us flyer kind of people I think people tend to treat frequent travel loyalty programs in a similar way to religion and politics. Once they are a lot, well, it's true. Once they are allied with somebody or with some kind of a, that they're not, they can do no wrong. Me, I prefer to take, I always think that with everything that's good, there's always something that's bad. And with everything that's bad, there's always something that's good. Nothing is ever 100% bad or good. And some people just take a very extreme stance. Now, speaking of British Airways, you do remember how we met for the first time, right? Do I remember how we met for the first time? Yes, before the Open Skies inaugural flight from JFK to Orly in a lounge, probably, at JFK. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> uh, of course, Open Skies was the venture of British Airways, still is, actually. And uh, that's where we met for the first time. That was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, that was great. And I think I had a bunch of crazy airline menus with me, too. It's all it's all coming back now. And that was, uh, I remember that flight really well, because Open Skies had that very strange configuration with a business class that was more like a first class, a premium economy that was more like a business class, and then a really small economy section that was more like a premium economy. Did I get that about right? It was a really odd... No, uh, they did not add the economy se uh, section until later. It was just the business class and first class. It was supposed to be all premium. Really? And it was, okay. it was wonderful. Yeah, it was a wonderful... Yeah, they didn't add economy until later, but it was, an, it was an amazing experience. And if you remember, it was sponsored, I believe, by Open Skies, and Randy Peterson had announced on Flyer Talk that he was going to have some people come on that inaugural flight, and I guess, I don't know if it was because I was a moderator on Flyer Talker, if I had the gate at that. No, the gate wasn't. Yeah, the gate was uh, the gate was around at the time. So there were. Uh, so, And I think uh, one of the things, yes, one of the things was that uh, they wanted me to write articles about it, which I did. But uh, I don't remember how you got on that flight. I know that uh, there was some kind of um, open call for Flyer Talk members. Yeah, it was a great it's a great story. It's one of those like perfect travel community stories. One of the guys right. that I'm still friends with till today, who I've met quite a few times in Atlantic City, and we always would talk, you know, travel and gambling. He sent me a message and it was something like, hey, Michael, make sure you sign up for this contest to win an open sky to, you know, that you could win a ticket on a round trip ticket on open skies. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, he sort of tipped me off to it. And I entered the contest, which I probably wouldn't have done if this friend of mine from the travel community had not said to me, Hey, I think it was something like, Hey, Michael, I think this is something you'd be into. Why don't you enter the contest? And that's what sort of happened. And I've mentioned that before about travel. What's so great about getting a travel, you know, having a travel community and about, you know, people who 
are interested in the things that you're interested in is that people tip you off to to different things. You know, with regard to your markets, you know, people will often send me messages if there's a fair sale on something from London Heathrow because they know I'm in the London markets. And I think that's just one of the neat things. And I'll do the same for other people if I notice something from a particular city, you know, some crazy fare from a particular city that I have a friend in that, you know, in the travel community who happens to live in that city. But as far as I remember, it was just that I got lucky and I won the contest. And that was... Yeah, and how many people get, how many people get to say, hey, I, I'm going to go off to Paris for the weekend. Free. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. And back then, I, I wasn't traveling that much because I was doing more of the stay-at-home dad stuff. So it was a totally different kind of... It was... It, it sort of seemed more crazy than, than usual, but it was a super great weekend. I remember on the flight out to Orly, I sat next to Ben from uh, One Mile at a Time, and that was the first time yep. I had met him. And I have a great picture from Randy on that trip. So yeah, it was... I think that was actually my first big Flyer Talk event, per chance. And I think we had some other crazy stories from that trip, which were... It was, it was just... It was a great actually I met another very good friend of mine who I, I see once or twice a year on that trip. But what's so cool about that trip is that some some of the flyer talk people that weren't in the little worlds that I was in, like the I think back then I was mostly in the Northwest world, you know, that I met some of the other people. So that was really pretty cool. Well, I, I remember one of the photographs I took, which was of you and one of the flight attendants was used somewhere else. They asked my permission to be able to use it, if you recall. And I also had a picture of Ben who wanted to use it for his blog when he was still not quite certain about revealing his true identity when he was still calling himself lucky, actually, at that time. But one of the most memorable parts of that flight, you're going to find this kind of surprising, I would think, is when you showed me some of the collection that you had from TWA and your affinity for that airline. It was, I found that very impressive and I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, that's what's always been so neat about the travel community is that people tend to embrace some of the craziness, you know, like collecting hundreds and hundreds of airline menus or being obsessed about mm -hmm. TWA. But there are also a couple of Zorkcasts that talk about my obsession with TWA. So you might want to also check those out. But I think we're basically, well, we're over time a little bit, but this was a very special interview. So I think it was worth it. Brian, do you want to leave us with any parting thoughts about about travel or community that you know that you'd like to share with the audience. Well, I'm just going to say this: there are times where I may uh, talk about something that could be political or religious over at the gate, and it's really supposed to still be related to travel. And the reason why I do that is because, as I said in the uh, first podcast, travel has given me more of an open mind, and I think it's very important that if we're going to get along in this world, whether we travel or not, we need to keep an open mind and figure out what it is other people want and what it is other people need and try to reach some kind of a, of a conclusion where we're all benefiting and gaining and satisfied from whatever it is that needs to be accomplished. I think, a tra I think travel definitely, definitely contributes to that. And it has really helped me keep an open mind about a lot of things that I might otherwise not agree with. Wow. Well, I don't think I could have said it better myself. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for being on Zorcast. And until next time. 
You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.